church? How's everybody doing on this wonderful snowy winter morning? Love it. Welcome to Home Church. We are so excited to have you here in person, viewing online, or any way that you are uh, allowing us to speak the words of uh, God into your life. We'd like to take a moment here to just have everybody stand up, go say hello to one another.
right, if I could have everybody take their seat. We do have a few announcements before we get started with the service today. We have ornaments on sale in the cafe for $5. So you can decorate your tree with ornaments that uh, say home church on them. Remind you, remind you of everything else. It'll be good and it all goes to good causes. You can see the cafe for the options. Missions Council is collecting beanies and socks for those in need in our community. Uh, this is a perfect day to talk about this because it's obviously very cold outside. So a lot of people who don't have access to things like dry clothes all the time, we are raising beanies and socks uh, to give to those less fortunate. In our missions area, we have a Christmas card box hanging on the wall. Um, and if you... Oh, sorry, I got, I got lost in my own thing. <laughs> if you want to pass out Christmas cards, you can place them in there. Use the boxes alphabetically by last name. We're using this as a mission, uh, so just reach out to people in this church that you don't know as well. Use it as a way to get more connected and to make people feel more welcome here, and hopefully people are making you feel more welcome, but we want to use that uh, to just spread some Christmas cheer and hopefully build some relationships within the church. There are printed church directories at the Welcome Center if you would like to take a peek at who you maybe don't know as well as you think. Christmas Eve is coming right around the corner, and we are celebrating with our very own Polar Express a ticket home. That's right. You can clap for that. I won't be embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve play is that night, and there's a candlelit service. Service will be at 5 p.m., so come on down Saturday, Christmas Eve, and uh, enjoy the play. Bring a friend, bring somebody who you're not friends with, make a friend. I don't know, just bring some people in here. Christmas Day uh, obviously lands on a Sunday since Christmas Eve is on a Saturday, and that's how time works. Uh, so for this year, for Christmas Day, we will have one service. It will be at 10 a.m., and then because Christmas Day lands on Sunday, you all know that New Year's Day lands on Sunday, we'll be having one service that week as well, also at 10 a.m., so at this time, we're going to enter into our time of giving of the tithes and offerings and our time of corporate worship. And so we just always want to take a moment here to thank everybody who has been faithful in giving your tithes and your offerings. It is one of those uh, things that we just can't operate without. Uh, it's biblical. There's a whole bunch of reasons to do it. But outside of all of the reasons to do it, there's three ways to do it at this church. And we can do it online. <laughs> Uh, in person, if you have the box at the back of the sanctuary, or you can mail something in. Uh, if you have any questions on any of that, you can always talk to a leader in this church. And if I could have everybody just bow their heads with me as we enter into a time of prayer. Lord, we are so thankful to be able to come in your presence. We recognize that as sinful, mortal creatures, we don't even deserve to be able to be in the presence of a holy, perfect God, and we are so thankful that you have made 
the moves on our behalf to be able to do that through the sacrifice of your son. We just ask that today would be a day of reflection on you, that this week would be a week of power in people's lives, that we could go out and share the good news of who you are and what you've done. We ask that you would use us mightily and beyond our comfort zone and that you would draw us closer to God, to you, and that you would also have us draw others closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. third candle and it's the, the joy candle so there's so many couples to choose from I don't know if I do an any mini money mo or have couples do rock shambeau rock paper scissors uh, Matt and Amanda could you guys come up please thank you so much you guys can just stand here in, in the front right here and uh, before we light this candle I want to read here out of Matthew, <clears throat> it says, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed on coming to the house. They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened the treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So if you guys would like to light that candle uh, together, it's the uh, pink candle. Thank you. Yes. Noche de paz, noche de amor, Jesús, 
words this morning, but if you know the words, sing along with us. to the world the Lord has come can somebody say amen? amen joy to the world the Lord is come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven heaven nature sing joy to the world the Savior Sing. And heaven and nature sing. 
Well, I remember when my kids were born, we were so excited and uh, for the day and the time and just when it happened. And I could, can you imagine how excited God was to see his son be born? Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her keys.
we're going to take this time. If you may be seated this morning, we're going to open the altars. This morning, maybe you want to uh, pray for someone this morning. Maybe you need prayer yourself. And maybe you need healing this morning. Whatever it is, come down to the altar where you can lay it at the feet of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Where you can leave here not the same, but changed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Worship with us. Sing with us. Pray with us. These altars are open this morning as our sister leaves us this morning.
and pray. I speak the name. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow. In your hurting, in your sorrow. I will ask my God to move. I speak the name. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your healing. Circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside will flee. In Jesus' name, I pray that I break through what happened today. I pray miracles over your life. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. church this morning. Stand with us as we worship. I speak. I speak the name of all authority. Declaring blessings. Declaring blessings. Every promise. He is faithful to keep. He is faithful to keep. I speak the name. I speak the name. No Because he is great. He is greater. He is strong. Yes, he is. God. I pray for your healing, that circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside will flee. In Jesus' name, I pray that I break through what happens today. I pray miracles over your life. In Jesus' name. Our heads as our sister prays this morning. Amen.
Father God, you are just a wonder, a wonder-working God. You hear each and every prayer in every language, in every place all over this universe. How thankful we are we see serve a living Christ. We thank you, Lord, for all of those who came to the altar because we know that you read their heart and will answer their prayers. We thank you for all of those who didn't come but had a silent prayer in their own seat. We thank you because you sent your son to earth and we thank you for this beautiful Advent season, a time of hope, a time of joy, a time of renewal, a time of forgiveness, and a time to become alive in Christ. And so we thank you for all of that. We thank you that you are a forgiving God. And the psalmist says that when we confess, you don't choose to remember our sins any longer. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We love you so much, and we're so thankful for this beautiful season that we can rejoice in the coming of the Christ child. And now, Lord, you know that your servant, Pastor Carlos, has a message for us from you. And so we pray that hearts would be open, that ears would be open, and that we would rejoice because of the word of the Lord that we hear this morning. Bless him, hiding behind the cross again today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You all be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, musicians and those on the platform. Yes, thank you. Appreciate you all this morning. <clears throat> Normally, um, during worship, when we have someone new join the team, um, I'll point it out. But I didn't want to freak her out on stage. I didn't want to do that to her, so I'm going to wait for her to get off the stage. But can you all please give Sandy Jones a hand this morning? Amen. What a wonderful heart she has, uh, even with life's uh, disabilities and, and things. She says, Pastor, I still want to sing for Jesus. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's so good to see everyone here this morning. Um, just like last week, I had so many texts this morning uh, saying um, because of the snow, and I totally understand. Um, but it's so good to see uh, new faces, visitors. Um, we have a sister, a dear sister named Janet. I don't want to put her on the spot. I'm not going to point her out. But I just want to say she's, she came, she's all the way from Elko this morning uh, here with us this morning. And, uh, <clears throat> and so I just wanna, we just want to say welcome again. Who's ready for the word of God? Amen. Let me grab my readers real quick so I can, uh, so we can get on the road here this morning. I heard some kids talking about their favorite thing about Christmas uh, one of the, during one of the Christmas play practices. By the way, Christmas Eve, the 25th, don't miss it, 5 p.m. It's going to be amazing. Can somebody say amen? Look, you might have steak and lobster dinner plans, but yeah, I, would, I would push that a little earlier or a, later. Skip the steak and lobster, come to Christmas Eve, Polar Express, it's going to be amazing. Um, I heard these kids talking about Christmas and hearing what their favorite thing about Christmas, like what their favorite thing was and is, and, and I, I was um, 
blown away by some of the responses that I got. I was um, intrigued. I thought it was kind of amazing. And so while I was reading and praying, and I, I got inspired to write this message, I'll be home for Christmas, uh, part two. Uh, to the adults, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? You don't have to answer loudly, but if I just asked you personally, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? What would your answer be? Um, yeah, that's amazing. Jesus, uh, what, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? Gifts, family, reflection, Jesus. Someone's missing a very important thing. The food. Can, can somebody be real up in the house of God this morning? Huh? Can somebody be real and honest this morning? Amen. There's just so much. Um, but I do have one thing that is my favorite thing uh, about Christmas, and I, I'll be honest, I think it's the uh, most important thing in the world. I think if I had to choose, um, it might be one of the most amazing facts in the whole entire world. Um, I'm going to say that again. The thing that I like about Christmas is the most amazing fact in the world. Y'all ready for it? I'm going I'm to read something first. I was reading something that caught my attention. It said, the whole world marks time according to Christmas. The first Christmas. The whole world. So, to my teacher that was atheist, to my friend who didn't want to hear me say, God bless, to the whole world, the world starts time, marks time, with the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, according to the first Christmas, the whole world, even our history books, the countries around the world, talk about before Christ and A.D. And by the way, A.D. does not stand for after death because there would be a 33-year gap in the calendar. A lot of people think A.D. means after death. It does not stand for after death. A.D., which is crazy, they don't teach this in school, but A.D. stands for Anno Domini, which is our, the Latin words, and it means the year of our Lord. Thank you, sister. So it's amazing to me. I think I thought about that. I said, man, to, to the unbeliever, to the hurting, to the one who's upset at God, to the Christian, to the believer, we are in the 2022 year of our Lord. Amen. 2022 AD, the year of our Lord. Wow. So what's so amazing about Christmas? Y'all ready? You ready to tell? You, re you ready for me to tell you what I think is the best thing about Christmas? Is it because we get a good deal? <laughs> is it the family gathering? Is it the food? I want to go to Matthew chapter one first before I. Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen. Turn there with me. Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen. And it reads: Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, uh, by the word that that by the way that word means engaged, uh, betrothed, engaged to Joseph. Before 
they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Catch that right there. She was found with child of the what? Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And that English, in the English language, that's the English language in the Hebrew, means Yeshua. For he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. And the prophet that it's talking about right here, does anybody know? Thank you, Isaiah. Um, Saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Thank you, sister, for that amen. This is what's so amazing and what I love about Christmas. But before I tell you, I have a few more things I want to say. (laughs) Check this out. He gives a prophecy. Isaiah gives uh, a prophecy. This was written in a time when Syria was getting ready to battle uh, Judah. Bear with me, church. I don't want to bore you here, but Syria is getting ready to battle Judah. I would think about it like maybe you in your personal life, you got some battles in your life, you got some things going on. And Isaiah gives the king, Ahaz, he gives him a word to the king of Judah. He says, he says, God wants me to tell you this morning, Ahaz, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. Wait, no, that was Bob Marley, sorry. He says, don't worry, don't worry. Ahaz, don't trip out. Don't worry about anything. But Ahaz doesn't believe him, just like sometimes you can tell somebody, hey, don't worry about it. God got it covered. God got you covered. Ahaz doesn't believe it. He doesn't want to believe it. I want to go to Isaiah 7.10 real quick. And we're going to just skim through this real quick. Isaiah right here, we're going to go to Isaiah. He says, moreover, he's talking to the king. The Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Sounds like a spiritual answer, but it's not. And I'll tell you in a little bit why. Then he said, hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the what? The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. So this is the verse that we read in Matthew. You guys remember we just read this in Matthew? This right here is Isaiah talking to the king. He says, listen. Listen, Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. You guys ever see that video? Listen, listen. He says, listen, Ahaz, God's going to take care of you. But he says, I don't want to test God. And really, that wasn't, that was, he didn't want to hear what God had to say because he didn't want to be responsible for what God had to say. How I many you know sometimes people don't want to come to church because once they hear something, they know they're going to have to maybe, they got a choice now. 
to either obey God or not obey God. And so he, he doesn't want to hear what God has to say. But Isaiah prophesies, prophesies this not knowing that this is actually going to happen 740 years later. So he tells this to King Ahaz. He says, don't worry about it. God's going to send a what? Virgin. But that sign is not until the 740 years later. So how in the world is that a sign? I'm thinking about this. How is this a sign? Check this out. How is that a sign? Ahaz, the people of Judah, the house of David. It wasn't going to happen until another 740 years. Let me tell you how it's a sign. And it's actually a sign to us this morning, to this generation of believers. This is what he's saying. The Messiah is coming, and the Messiah comes through the tribe of Judah, through the house of David, but the Messiah has not come yet. So here's the sign, Ahaz. There's no way the enemy can succeed against you because God has a purpose for you and he's not finished with you yet. That's the same sign you and I have today that God has a purpose for our lives. Satan cannot succeed against us until God's purposes are fulfilled. Satan cannot take you out. Satan cannot take you out. Satan cannot take us out. He's saying, listen to me, tribe of Judah, house of David. There's no way the enemy can take you out now because the Messiah comes through you and the Messiah has not come yet. Satan can't take you out. So why do I think Christmas is the most beautiful and amazing and spectacular thing? I only have one point this morning, and that is God became a human. God became human. I think I'm going to say that again. I'm not sure if we're catching this. God, God became a human. Amen. God became a human. This is why the whole world counts down to Christ and has counted up since Christ because God became human. But there's an attack today more than ever before on the deity of God. Was he really God? Was he really a man? No, Pastor Carlos, you see, Jesus was a, he was just a good man. He was just one of the prophets. He was just one of the known religious leaders in his time. No, he was, is, and always will be God. He's God. God. 1 John 4, 2 says... By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the, what's that word? Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. Second John uh, 7, for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. They questioned it back then. 
They're questioning it now. Jesus even brought it himself. He brought it up himself so every generation after, I believe, can read what we're about to read right now in Matthew 16, 13. It says right here in Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? I asked my kids this the other day. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do men say that I am? So they said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. While I was a kid growing up, some said he was just the homie. Jesus the homie. They even have t-shirts. Jesus is my homie. And others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Notice right here it says son of God and son of man. He's God and he's man. And when you think about it, he's asking you and me the same question. And if we really think about it, our answer will determine our eternal destiny. Your answer this morning, who do you say that I am, will determine where you spend eternity. Who do people say that I am? Well, well my, my, my friends say this, my, my mother-in-law says that, and this person says that, and my brother says this, and my cousin who used to go to church, who doesn't go to church anymore, and was upset at God, and blah, 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 blah. They all say, but who do you say that I am? Jesus is asking you this morning, and our answer will determine where we spend eternity. Who do you say that I am? A good man? One of the prophets, one of the guys who started one of the world religions, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. But we know church, we know he was God because he was conceived by the what? The Holy Spirit. It's called the Immaculate Conception. Can somebody say Immaculate Conception? I've heard people say, Pastor, what's that? Immaculate, what's that mean? You use it all the time. Wow, this house is immaculate. It's beautiful. It's spotless. It's pure. It's without blemish. It's immaculate. It's the immaculate conception. It means pure. Matthew 1.18, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 1.18, I'm not sure, 1.18. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit, verse 20, which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The egg was from a woman, but the seed was not from a man. Can somebody say amen? amen. The, 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 the egg was from a woman, but the seed was, for, was not from a man. It was from the Holy Spirit. And we're going we're gonna to find out why. 
In the Old Testament, it talks about it over 10 times, the iniquities of a father go to the third and fourth generation, but it never talks about the iniquities of the mother. Do your own research. The iniquities of the father, so my father's father, father, if he, the iniquities of the father go to the third and fourth generation. It never talks about the iniquities of the mother. Now, ladies, please do me a favor. Don't say, yes, now I know why they have all these issues. That's not why I said that, but in a way, in a way, you would kind of be correct. The iniquities of the father go to the third and fourth generation. Now check this out. Here's what I'm trying to say. The iniquity is passed through the seed. It's passed through the father. But he was born of a woman, but not of a man. Why? So he could be fully man and fully God. Amen. While I was reading just a few, I'm, I'm just, just coming out, I'm going, oh my gosh. I got on my knees, I wanted to start crying. I said, God, you, are, you came down to dwell with us. The deity and the humanity of Christ, God became human. That's my favorite part of Christmas. No other religion, and I hate to use the word religion because religion is man's way to get to God. Religion is what can I do? How can I do this to get to God? But Christianity is God saying, what can I do? How can I do it so I can get to them? What can I do? Because I love her so much. I love him so much. What can I do? And no other religion can say our founder is God. He is God. He became a man. The seed was not corrupt. And when I thought about that, though, there, I, I was kind of down, and then I remembered this verse in Peter right here, 1 Peter. When you give your life to Jesus and you repent of your sins, and when there's an altar call and you come down and you say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I am sorry. I need forgiveness. I'm going to turn from my sin. Repent. I want to I go down this road of sanctification. I want, I, I want a new life. Can somebody say amen? I don't want to keep living the way I'm living. When you repent of your sins, 1 Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Wow. There's a lot of wonders of the world. But I believe, and I know for a fact, this one's overlooked. But I believe this is the greatest wonder. God became a human. God became a human. God didn't send a messenger. God didn't send a middleman. He was the man, and he brought the word himself. No pun intended. John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the... And what's the word represent? The word represents Jesus Christ. In the beginning was Jesus Christ, was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
I'm going to read that again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's one way we know He was man and God. Verse 14 right here makes it real clear. And the Word became, and Jesus Christ became flesh. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten. I like that word right there. For whoever believes, uh, uh, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, He, His only begotten Son, His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, and truth. God didn't send someone to redeem you. God did it himself. I came across a story, there was a judge, and I'm sure there are judges all across the states who go through the same thing here, but this one kind of just stuck out to me. The story goes, this judge had a friend who made a mistake, messed up, and was wondering if he could take care of it for him. The judge wasn't too pleased with what happened and said, yes, I'll take care of it for you. So a few weeks later, he saw um, his friend and he said, thank you for dismissing the ticket and uh, some other things that happened. And he said, uh, uh, and, and the judge said, um, I didn't dismiss it. His friend said, what do you mean? He said, I paid it. His friend said, I, I didn't want you to pay it. I just want, I wanted you to do your judge thing. What, your judge thingy, you know, whatever judges do. Just, I, I wanted you to... He said, well, let me ask you a question. The judge said, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. He said, were you guilty? And the guy said, yes. I was. And the judge said, well, justice demanded that the penalty be paid. If I'm a good judge, I can't dismiss it, but I can pay it for you myself. So many people think that God dismisses our charges. But God doesn't dismiss them. God didn't dismiss. He came and paid it himself. That's why I love Christmas. And that's why I'll be home for Christmas. Amen. Amen. God became a human. I know for us it's sometimes hard to wrap our heads around, but if we could just have faith like a child, If we could just go back in time when we were an innocent child before the world hurt us, before the, before the so-called Christians damaged us, because they're out there. Before the world took our innocence, if we could just have faith like a child and believe. Because he says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes would not perish have everlasting life. Isaiah 9, 6, my last scripture as I close. For unto us a child is 
born unto us a son is given. He came as a man, but he also came as a son of God. That's why I love Christmas. And that's why I would encourage you, no matter where you're at, to be home for Christmas. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, sweet man. Bow your heads with me, church. Bow your heads this morning as we pray. This morning, maybe, maybe you're not right with the Lord. Maybe this morning um, you, uh, maybe you need forgiveness this morning. You say, Pastor, I, I would like to give my life to Jesus. I would encourage you right now to pray. Ask God into your heart. Ask him to forgive you for sins. Right now, as, we're, as, we're, as heads bowed, eyes closed, ask him into your life. Surrender your life to him. Surrender your heart to him. After you do that, I would encourage you to fill out Fill something out. If you want to get involved, if you need to connect, if you want, if you want prayer, uh, we're here to serve you. I'm here to serve you in whatever way possible, not only during this Christmas season, but years to come. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Backslider, come back home. Come back home. Surrender your life to Jesus. It's the best decision you'll ever make. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, which is firm and secure, like Hebrew says. We have this hope as an anchor. And during this Christmas time, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people running around with no hope. But we here, church, have this hope to not only share, but to live. You're here this morning, you say, Pastor, pray for me. No one's looking around. All heads bowed, all eyes closed in the house of God in respect to God's house. You say, Pastor, pray for me. You just raise your hand. No one looking around. Amen. God sees that hand. Anyone else? God sees, us, God sees these hands on his hearts this morning. Anyone else? God sees these hands. God sees his hands. God sees his hands. Hallelujah. God sees these hands. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Heavenly Father. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty this morning. God is looking for an honest heart, just an honest heart. It was so amazing the other day. I was at the high school preaching. And it was so cool to, to see kids uh, in, a, in, a, in a high school setting, not, not to care what others think about them, and just to, to step out in faith. And uh, Life is short. Bible says we're here today we are gone tomorrow life is but a vapor we are here today gone tomorrow life is too short to care about what other people think today you need jesus you want him in your heart you raised your hand i want us all to stand to our feet this morning we're going to pray the prayer of repentance this morning we're going to pray that together this morning if you'd like to if you don't have to if you don't want to but if you're here and you want to pray and ask god to forgive you of your sins now is the time to do so don't wait another day can somebody say amen Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads, church. Let's pray this together because we are in this together. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin, for I am a sinner who needs saving, who needs forgiveness. I am sorry. I repent and I turn to you. This morning, make me the person you've called me to be. Thank you for this hope, for the salvation, for your death, burial, 
and resurrection. In the name of Jesus, I am free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, church, do me a favor. Y'all have a blessed Sunday. Who's going to go sledding today? Huh? Who's going to drink some hot chocolate today?